You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is Chris Vermeulen. Welcome, Chris. Did I say that right, Chris? You sure did. Yeah, nailed it. Thanks for having me, Jim. public school, so the English language is a little challenging for me. (laughs) Um, So, Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. I know you're a little north of Toronto. Are the, the fires up there, is that affecting your air quality or... Uh, yeah, we've we've had some smoky, hazy days, or quite a few of them, and uh, air pollution has been pretty bad. Uh, uh, yeah, but the, it depends on the wind. We've had quite a bit of rain. It's funny, after the rain, we actually get more smoke, and it smells really bad. You know, just pouring water on a fire gives a pretty bad smolder, so it's a terrible smell. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I, you know, um, down here in Florida, I don't think we're getting any of that, but it sure feels like uh, pretty hot this time of year. As uh, we talked earlier, you have a place in Jupiter, so... You know that the the winters couldn't be any better down here, but the summer gets a little sticky. But, you know, yeah. honestly, I don't like to tell the people from up north, but it's not as bad as they make it sound on TV. Uh, <laughs> so, um, all right, Chris, well, introduce yourself to the audience and tell everybody a little bit about your background and what you're doing now and how you're helping people. Sure. So, yeah, my background... Um... I would say I was born in a uh, kind of entrepreneur family. My parents always had their own businesses. They worked very hard. So my sister and I would always help them with stuff, stuffing envelopes, thousands of them and shipping them out. So I learned at a really young age to work exceptionally hard. It takes a lot of work to make luck happen. And um, uh, so that was kind of like the, the starting point. Uh, my dad used to always listen to Jim Rohn and you, you name it, all the cassettes on how to make money and how to be successful. And I listened to those. I had boxes of his books and cassettes that I went through. So I was really fortunate uh, to kind of have the mindset that focus on what you want, go for it. And so uh, that's what I pretty much did. Uh, long story short, in high school, I got hooked on the stock market. Uh, college, I, start, I was old enough to finally open a brokerage account. I started trading stocks. And uh, it was, it's been a wild ride to learn that, that industry. But I got into stock trading, investing. And... Um, that's kind of where I got kind of hooked into money. I, my first trade was in Palm Pilot back in the day. I made a fortune uh, in terms of college years. I made $8,000 on a, on a weekend holiday that I went on. And uh, that got my, my teeth sunken into the stock market. And, uh, and from there, I pretty much just started trying to learn the markets. And my goal was eventually to learn as much as I could, uh, make as much money as I could, and, and share it with others. And uh, through that process, I learned that there is no easy way to make money. I kind of dabbled into real estate and kind of spread my wings into all kinds of different aspects of life and um, uh, eventually ended up get doing uh, commercial real estate, uh, industrial real, real estate, and um, started some inventions. I've done a lot of different things, and it's kind of made me a very well-rounded person. I know what I really want now. It's all about creating passive income, and I was fortunate that I, I was able to kind of semi-retire at the age of 27. I kind of did my dream board in college and I nailed all those things. And so now my whole goal here is to learn to, is to help people kind of protect their capital, same as what I'm doing, grow your wealth, protect your capital, generate that passive income so you can live that, that lifestyle that we all want, where you wake up and, you know, you don't have financial stresses, you can have activities, you can do bucket list trips and things like that. Uh, so I've just kind of gone through the whole entrepreneur kind of circle of inventing products and services. And it's always come to the full circle of how can I help others? 
have the same style lifestyle that I have, where you can just do what you're really passionate about. The stock market is my passion. I live and breathe it. And I try to help investors pretty much every, every day now uh, do the same thing. So Chris, there's going to be a lot of people in the audience and they're thinking, Jim, you're always anti-stock market, anti-financial planner. Why do you have Chris on the show? So let me answer that for anybody in the audience that's thinking that is I'm anti-money babysitter. And what I mean by that, and Chris, you know exactly what I'm talking about, is there's a certain company out there, and I won't say their name, but basically you call them, you pay them a fee, and they put you in American funds. And mm -hmm. you can call 1-800 and be in American funds and not pay a fee. You don't get the pretty, and they're normally pretty. I mean, they're handsome men, they're pretty women that are representing this company, and they look like somebody you'd want to hang out with and have a cup of coffee with every year, quarter, or whatever they do. <laughs> That's not how you make money. And the idea that you put money in an account and then you think you build it up to a certain amount and then you live off of it for the rest of your life and you hope you don't run out of money. That's not the goal either. So Chris, what he's doing is different than that. A lot different than that. It's not even in the same sector, ball field, whatever way you want to make that analogy. And the goal isn't the same. So Chris, talk a little bit about what you do. And you've talked a little bit about the goal of the cash flow, and I'll come back to that in a minute, but tell people a little bit about how, because again, what people think is, I guess I'm going to say it, they think Edward Jones, or they think, you know, like, like, oh, I have a stockbroker with JP Morgan and I'm high net worth, you know, like yeah. talk about what you, how you, and I know what you do is different because I read what you do and I get it. I like it. So it's like, talk about that because what we teach people, Chris, before you answer this um, question is we teach people how to do infinite banking. So you put all this money in this insurance contract, right? And, um, and because the money's in the insurance contract, you, you can get a loan. You don't have to apply for it or anything else from the insurance company at a interest only loan. Your money sits in a tax shelter and you get to use their money, but you got to go do something with it, put it in motion. So you can buy real estate. Or you could, and, and you should be diversified if you're going to do this passively, especially, but you could put money in a, in with you and your system, right? And again, you're paying 5% interest only, but as you know, with an insurance contract, after a few years, I put a dollar in the insurance contract and I have a more than a dollar to go give you to go do your thing, to make me money. And then I flow it back through the insurance contract. I rinse from repeat and pretty soon yeah. I passive cash flow that exceeds my ideal standard of living. And then I am financially free. Right. Right. So I just wanted to qualify that. That's what, whatever asset it is, is where people struggle. People have money, put it in the insurance contract and they say, okay, Jim, what do I do now? Some people, some people are yeah. real estate investors. They, they know how to do this or they're business owners, or they have their own system in the stock market. I have one young guy he, when he tells me how much money he's making with his system in the market, I'm like, I shake my head. But that's what he does full time, right? That's right. his gig. That's his passion too. Yeah, so yeah. I know I did ask a question way back when. So <laughs> remember the question. Let's go back there. All right. So yeah. So long story short, I think I do the same thing you're talking about. So I have a big insurance policy. I can borrow my money just like on my own bank. I can do whatever I want with it. Uh, and it is in a tax shelter. Uh, so I go down that route because I believe that's, uh, it's kind of one of my diversified ways of investing. You, you invest in that. Uh, so 
going back to your original question is how I go about the stock market. So uh, I, I see the two extremes of the stock market investor or trader as uh, the most dangerous ways to, to gamble or to risk your money, which is the passive investor who just plops it in the market. And it's sheer luck. If When you go to retire, you better hope you're not in a bear market or have a 10-year, you know, multi-year recession. You have to go through that painful roller coaster ride of losing 15, 20, 50% of your capital. I don't believe in just plopping your money down, you know, a little bit of skill. You can, you can generate passive income, consistent growth. You can eliminate or reduce most of the downside risk. So that's the one way where most investors go and they go to invest their money and they put it in funds and leave it. The other side is people get into active trading and active trading. The stats are it's over 90% of active traders lose money. Uh, you know, if you, the shorter the time frame you trade, the more active you are, the more likely you are to lose. It goes all the way up to about 97% of traders lose money. So both of those ends of the spectrum are what everybody seems to do. And they're very, very dangerous. So what I do is a strategy that I've, I've kind of coined the term because I, I needed something to, to, to call it. So people know what I'm doing. I call it asset revesting and it's kind of, kind of in the middle of that. So the stock market has got typical wave-like patterns. I look at the stock market like the ocean. The tide goes up and then it has a transition period and then the tide goes down. So you need to know if the market's going up or down. That determines kind of an overall strategy that you need to deploy. And then I also do that with the indexes on a shorter term basis because there's monthly and quarterly cycles in the stock market. And I like to try to ride these waves. So if you think of the ocean and a surfer floating out in the ocean, I'm not trying to catch you every little ripple like active traders are trying to do. I sit there and I wait for a beautiful set of waves to come. It's crystal clear. I use technical analysis, so I only follow price. I don't care about fundamentals, the news, the Fed, whatever. Only way all of us investors make money is if our assets go up in value and, and we're on that side. So when the technicals, the trends confirm we're in an uptrend or a new trend is starting, we move into that particular asset. We'll ride it up. We manage our stops. We take off partial profits. When something starts to mature, we know the wave is, is getting close to breaking or changing direction. We actually just step out of the asset. It could be stocks. We just move out of all stocks and we'll go to cash and we could potentially move into a bond fund or we could move into a, a currency ETF. So it doesn't matter if the dollar is rising or falling, we can move into an ETF that is going up. And so as the markets get crazier, my strategy kind of steps down a hierarchy to slower and slower moving assets. So stocks are at the top of our hierarchy. We always want to be in stocks if they're going up because there's the most opportunity. But if it's not favorable, we could look at the bond funds, which they've been out of favor for a long time, or go to a U.S. dollar. And, you know, the dollar only moves about a quarter percent of what the, the stock market does. So as things get more volatile, we're stepping to slower moving things. And sometimes we actually just sit in cash and collect interest for short periods of time. But this strategy allows us to benefit greatly through stock market cycles. We can profit from rising and falling prices with about five to 12 trades a year. So it's not active, but it's not passive. And this is with the struggle that most people don't get is, you know, a passive investor will be like, well, that's way too active for me. Uh, and then you got the active trader. They're like, well, that's way too slow. I need a bunch of trades to make money. And there's these two false mindsets and these two, you know, these two extremes that just being in the middle, they don't quite grasp the power of it, but it is so powerful because I mean, I've got, um, you know, sell storage facilities that generate 15 plus percent return every year, like clockwork. And with my stock market or my ETF trading strategy through asset revesting, I generate about the same returns every year with, without the, the risk of the drawdowns and the big losses 
it's a it's a really stable way to uh, more or less I call it investing, but you still have that you know it's a bit of trading in there. So it's kind of a sweet spot. The whole strategy, we just don't believe in holding assets that are going down, and we'd much rather sit in cash and wait for a new set of waves to come than to just hold on to something and fall in value. So we don't diversify either in there. So we only get into one asset at a time. If stocks are favorable, we go 100% into stocks. If uh, a different asset's favorable, we move into it. So, you know, diversifying when it comes to the stock market is kind of like just spreading peanut butter. Some are doing really well. Others are doing terrible. You end up with this really crappy average return uh, with a lot of volatility and stress. Uh, this completely eliminates that because when there's volatility, we're either just sitting in cash, just uh, watching from the sidelines and kind of drooling for the next opportunity. So that's kind of the angle that I, I take on the markets. I love that. Chris, as you know, when you have a managed money account or you have a mutual fund account, they report average rates of return, right? And, mm -hmm. and it's amazing because average does not equal actual. It's not your CAGR. It's not your compound annual growth rate. And, yeah. and it's all kind of noise and a lie. And it's like people think, you know, and how many times have you talked to somebody and they said, hey, I've got all this money in my 401k. It says I'm getting 8.3% over the last so many years, but it doesn't really seem like it's growing. Yeah. And, and I always kind of smile and I go, well, here, I can show you why it's not growing. Let me show you. And because, you know, and then I give them a, an example on average versus actual rate of return. And I always use, and I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but, you know, you do 25% a year, 25% up, 25% down, and then you average that out at, I'm sorry, you do, I'm sorry, not a, I'm not 25%. You do 100% up, 100% down, and it, you average it out, and that's 25%, but you gained nothing, right? You've right. seen that little math trick, right? Yeah. But yeah. I like what you're saying on that because, one, in my opinion, the one that's just passive and, hey, put your money in American funds or put it in, uh, in Vanguard, this index, and just let it sit there, to me, that's lazy. And the other person, you got to be too lucky and, yeah. um, and you could be lucky, but I love when somebody says to me, oh, I was right on these 10 investments, but they never say that, oh, I was wrong on these 10 moves. And then yeah. what does it really equal out to? But the goal is not to build up this amount of money and then live off of it for the rest of your life and hope you don't run out of money because you said something that's very important, timing and sequence of returns when you start to distribute. So if you have an accumulation phase and then you're gonna ride that a hill down until you have no money left and hope you don't outlive your money, your first few years of that part of it is critical. Yeah. So, so talk about the, the difference, baby. Yeah, so I, I think a lot of people, the general public think, um, they, they, you know, as soon as they go to retire, they instantly start pinching pennies. They're like, I don't want to go on that trip. I, I, I don't want to burn my money too fast. I don't want to have too much fun yet because I might run out of money. Right. To me, that's like going to prison. I don't want yeah. to retire if I have that feeling. And so the, the strategy that I deploy, it, it's not about building up this massive nest egg that you just dwindle away. And a lot of people go to retirement there. They think, and this happens, they become poor every year in retirement. They yeah. withdraw to fund their living and they just keep getting poor. Well, this strategy will the whole point of this strategy is to generate more interest, more income than you can even spend on your capital. And really, whatever you spend is just replenished the next year. It's about generating consistent returns, above average returns 
uh, without the roller coaster ride. You know, in 2022, every few months, our account just keeps hitting new all time highs. It doesn't matter if the market is nosediving 25% or not. And when we had, you know, investors using this program, the strategy through here, uh, which I built the strategy for myself, I've been trading it since 2001. I continue to improve and refine it and, and make it easier. But people are blown away the fact that, you know, every couple of months, like, you know, this month we're hitting new all time highs again. And people are like, I just can't believe it, uh, especially when the markets are falling, bonds are falling, stocks are falling. Uh, it is such a different journey when the world's falling apart and you just keep becoming more confident, more comfortable, more financially stable. So that's kind of the whole angle is about uh, maintaining your lifestyle and protecting your wealth. That's what this whole strategy is about. So my family, we went bankrupt when I was younger, when I was uh, in my early 20s. I've been from the top to the bottom and uh, I know what it's like to spend your whole life building up your, your, your wealth with my parents as entrepreneurs and then losing it all. And so that was the whole thing. You know, I got my pilot's license when I was 16 years old. I learned all about systems and checklists. Uh, when I did my solo flight, I was up doing the circuits. I was so nervous. I was just like an emotional trader. I wasn't thinking clearly. All I had was this checklist on my leg. And as long as I follow those rules, follow the system line by line, I could get down on the ground perfectly safe. And so, you know, at the age of 16, I'm like, I just have to systemize everything. And I became in love with the stock market at the same time. So I've been creating and, and working on my strategies so that I know what's going to happen. I don't care what the markets do today, tomorrow, next year. We follow price trends. We're not trying to pick tops or bottoms. We have systems in place. If it doesn't work out, we move aside fairly quickly and we have very minimal damage. I have no problem being wrong. I'd much rather be wrong with minimal damage and be back to cash waiting for a fresh opportunity, whatever it's in. Uh, than holding on to something. So it's all about a systemized process. It's all about managing your risk. We protect capital number one. That's why, you know, the, you know, we're, what I'm really trying to help right now, to me, is the biggest population uh, in, in the stock market. It's all people who are close to retirement or retired. They have lots of wealth. And the last thing they want to do is get stuck in a five or 10-year uh, multi-year recession in the stock markets. We actually have a very big setup similar to the tech bubble where it took 16 years for the NASDAQ to recover, 12 years for the SP 500. You know, if you're, you know, 50 plus, there's no way in heck you want to be withdrawing capital to live off of and be in a drawdown for a long time. You need something that generates passive income that can hold its value or keep going up so that none of this affects you. And, uh, you know, I'm a big into real estate. I'm a huge believer in real estate. I mean, that's, uh, that's the biggest no-brainer. You, you just need to have a, a system in place in order to do it. But uh, the strategy that I deploy into the stock market is ideal for large amounts of capital who want to preserve it and maintain that lifestyle. Uh, so that's kind of been my whole focus is how can I help the masses? Because if we go into a massive recession here, it is going to devastate a huge chunk of the population, ruin so many lives. I've been to the bottom. It's a terrible, terrible situation. And to, for it to happen at the later stages of your life, would be, uh, you know, a complete nightmare. So yeah. if I kind of share what I do and it, there's no better time than now, I think, to really try to help protect that demographic. You know, it's, it's interesting, Chris, because again, you, you spend time in Florida at Jupiter. I live in Florida full time. So we see retired people and you see really two camps, people that have scarcity and people yep. that have abundance. And there's not from a mindset standpoint, there's only two camps and there's really nothing in the middle of that. When you vote on improvements at your club or your community, you can tell the people that are on a fixed budget and you can tell the people that they're not, they mm -hmm. have, they have cash flow coming in and it's growing every, and 
you know, like I always thought it was really funny that financial planners would say, hey, when you be, when you retire, you'll be in a lower tax bracket than when you're working. Like that's the goal is to be in a lower tax bracket. <laughs> you don't understand how the tax uh, system works. You know, you, you want to be in a higher tax bracket. So Chris, how do people get a hold of you? How do they contact you? Yeah, they could go to uh, my website at thetechnicaltraders.com. And um, yeah, they can join a free newsletter if they scroll to the bottom there. Uh, there's a free infographic that'll walk them through the stages of the market, how I see the market. There's three ways that we see the market and allows us, it's a really eye-opening experience when you know how the stock market works and the cycles things go through. Uh, so they can go there. I also have a book on asset revesting on Amazon that they can go get a, uh, a copy of if they like. And uh, of course, they can call it. What's call the name of the book? Asset Revesting. Oh, Reve okay, perfect. Thank you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, if they go to our website, they can they can call us at any time and it can help answer any questions they have. But um, yeah, everything's okay. there to, to really kind of open your eyes to a, a different way of investing in the stock market that's not volatile, that's not passive, uh, letting your money kind of just decay more or less. I couldn't agree more. Decay is a good word. I always say put your money in prison and money has to move, right? I mean, it has to move. It's like water. If water doesn't flow, it becomes stagnant. Doesn't mean you have to go down a rapid, right? Yeah. Gotta move. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, money has to move as well. So, all right, Chris, what's the best advice anybody gave you? As you're, you seem like a serial entrepreneur, you've always been your own boss. It's awesome that your parents taught you that even through the ups and downs. What's the best advice somebody's ever given you? Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, my parents have always taught me just work hard, work, you know, be focused, work towards something that you're, you're proud of, you're happy, you're, you're, you enjoy doing. So I do what I love, which has been amazing. The stock market, investing in any type of investing. I just like to get my hands into anything that has money that is a lot of fun and enjoyable. So I would just focus on, um, just focus on what you love and, and just put your head down and keep going and uh, just being consistent, you know, just don't yeah. give up. I like that consistency. You know, I mean, it's being relentless, right? I mean, like you said, find out something you want, figure out why you want it, do all that stuff. But once you figure out what you want, you put it up. I've got a whiteboard wall. It's all painted. The whole thing is whiteboard. And times I just write stuff up there and I'll go, you know what? And I'll erase it. I don't want that. That's really not. You know, and uh, I just, it's like, here are all the things I'm thinking. So Chris, I also like to ask everybody, if God came down from heaven and only allowed you to retain the knowledge from one book that you've read, what would that book be? Uh, that's tough. There's a lot of, there's a lot of really good books. I, I would, I would say, um, you know, it would, if it comes to business wise, I would, I would say built to sell. I mean, I, Think and Grow Rich is an amazing book. Uh, Richest Man in Babylon, The Wealthy, The Millionaire Next Door. I, like, I, I was lucky. I read all those really young. And so I learned yeah. to save, 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 save. Those two, those two books really helped me save. And then as soon as I kind of figured out where I wanted to go, I had the capital to do it. So Built to Sell was, is, is a book on how to build a business that's systemized, that can run without you, that, that has value. And every, really, if you learn to systemize things, the whole world opens up. I mean, while it, the book doesn't teach you much more beyond that, the thing is in the process of learning to systemize things, you learn all kinds of other aspects of business and life. And it's all about freeing your time. And um, that, that was kind of the big opener has always been, how can I make things make money while I'm not there? And that's why real estate has been so big. 
I mean, it's just a, a cash machine. Self-storage is my favorite. I, I built my own facility. I mean, it's just like a, a printing machine. Um, yeah. And, and that's why this whole strategy that I've developed for the stock market, it's an auto-traded strategy. Like you can auto-trade in people's accounts. You don't actually have to do anything, which is the nice thing. It's passive. It auto-trades in our account and does all that. So everything I try to do is like, I don't want to sit in front of a computer. I don't watch the screens all day. I have strategies that are much slower than that, take advantage of the moves. And it's all built around built to sell kind of model is how can I make everything run systemized? And I've been doing that since I was a pilot. I just love creating strategies and, and optimizing things. That's awesome. Well, uh, my co-host on here, Nick Costco, he's, uh, was a commercial pilot and flew 747s around the world. And so I'm sure you guys would have some, I know nothing about flying, so I'm not even going to try to go there, Chris. So, uh, I'm sure you and Nick would have things to talk about, you know, Chris, thank you so much. I love the passion. I love the enthusiasm. I would encourage people to go to Chris's website and learn more. And I love when people say, look, we have free this free, you know, like, so look, it's free. Now I always think here's your investment. Cause nothing, you know, I always say there's no such thing as a free lunch. You've got to put the time and effort and read the material, watch the material, write down questions, send the questions that Chris and his team and ask questions. Don't be the kid sitting there on your hands in class and not ask the questions. That kid never learns anything. It's the kid that everybody thinks like, is that a dumb question? Why does he ask that dumb question? But you know what? That kid ends up being successful. So Chris, thanks so much for being on the show and audience. We're going to end this like we do every episode with the incredible words of Earl Nightingale and the strangest secret. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.